do, Diane. Okay. Weird noises. You ready for some more weird noises? <laughs> yes. It's 9.32 a.m. Saturday, November the 24th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> that was some weird do do doos We have all these weird noises happening around our house. <laughs> and, you know, like someone's, you know, tapping on walls and doing weird things. And we don't know what they are. So there's going to be a mysterious quality to today's show <laughs> that will pervade everything. Kind of a, oh, I don't know, sort of a, almost like a ghost story happening within. Like J.W. McClure's song where he's going, What was that? What? What, what was that? What was that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's kind of feel the way I feel as I'm looking around. What was that? What was that? Anyway, here we are. Uh, we got a fire going. We got candles lit. It's nice. There's sunshine angling in at that interesting wintertime angle. And uh, and know. it's the the weekend of... After Thanksgiving, yes. After Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend. Now, we were noticing that the day after Thanksgiving, which everybody usually, most people have off from work. Not everybody, but many people, including us, had off from work. It's a very weird day. It's like you don't quite know what to do with yourself because it feels like Sunday, but you know it's Friday. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. And yet, you know, so all the your your kind of your internal ah ham and eggs. Some some internal clock, some internal calendaric mechanism, is kind of knocked off its center. You know, it's kind of askew. But my culture. internal clock is always, I must complete the Ancient Victories publication oh, yes. well, layout. Yes. So I have something to do on Friday that commands my presence. But it's often a Sunday thing, too, at other times of the year. So it's just a weird kind of day. So we were just observing that. So that's just kind of a side note. And uh, other than that, it's been a fairly hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. As per usual, over to you, Diane. <laughs> We went down on Thanksgiving to Tacoma. Yeah, met, and up, met up with my mom and my sister and my nephews. And had a very nice dinner at a restaurant. At a restaurant we had Thanksgiving I think that's dinner. the first Thanksgiving I've ever spent in a, at a restaurant. Really? That I can recall. I don't know that I... And I, I went I, I, way out on a limb and didn't even have turkey. <coughs> I had... Salmon Wellington. Salmon Wellington. <laughs> Which was salmon with some mushrooms. Served in a rubber boot. No. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Salmon with mushrooms and crab meat in a puff pastry. Served with hollandaise sauce. Although I didn't really put very much hollandaise on it. Didn't really need hollandaise. No, it's pretty rich on its own. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine what that would have been like if the hollandaise sauce had been poured over it. But I was quite glad that I got it because it was so unusual. I'd never had anything like that. That was why I was debating on the menu. Should we haven't I, looked up I, beef wellington. Yeah. We're going to look up but beef wellington. But with turkey dinners, I kind of feel like, you know, we've got a, we've got a good place to get turkey dinners. And yeah. I, I feel like... The diner that Diane and I always go to has a... Has a uh, on the senior menu... <laughs> Has a turkey dinner. I'm sure they have it on the regular menu, too. Well, I'm sure they do, but the fact that it's on the senior menu <laughs> yes. is kind of a bonus. 
Because the senior menu keeps shrinking. I don't know if you've noticed that. I was thinking when we got some pumpkin pie, I was thinking about that old song that over the meadow and through the woods, through grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through the mist oh, Over the meadow. Because the whole thing goes to hooray for the fun when the pudding's done, hooray for the pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking about how these occasions were always times where you would have this special thing that you wouldn't get to have on other occasions. It's true. So Wednesday, uh, when I went to pick up Diane at, from work, she got off a little bit early. We went over to her supervisor's house uh, and enjoyed some festivities with uh, their family, Shelley and her husband Lincoln and the daughters Olive and Alice and the mother Mary were all, all there and we had some wonderful good cheer for a couple of hours and then on the way home from that we stopped by our local Trader Joe's and picked up a couple of pumpkin pies and some whipped cream and stuff so that we would we laid in the weekend supply of pumpkin pie just for ourselves here at the house separate and distinct from any pumpkin pie that we might be enjoying elsewhere pumpkin pie was one of my favorite desserts and it was always what my mother made me on my birthday because right, you're not a cake I'm, fan. I'm not really a cake fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have cake, but it's got to be a pretty light, you know, no hunks of frosting or anything no like that. No hunks of frosting? <laughs> well, that's what sometimes cakes feel like, hunks of frosting. <laughs> yeah, that's what always attracted me to cakes was <laughs> that it was hunks of frosting <laughs> with some spongy stuff in between that was really, you know, not that important. <laughs> Unless unless you're, we're talking a, a really good carrot cake. I think a good carrot cake or a good coffee cake are two forms of cake that I will always like and will take over, you know, your standard Betty Crocker layer cake anytime. But I have made many Betty Crocker layer cakes in my time. With hunks of frosting? With large hunks of frosting, <laughs> yes. I would actually split the into four layers instead of two. I would split the layers into two so that there could, there could be more frosting in between. <laughs> the whole point of the cake was a, it was a frosting delivery system. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. That's what the traditional layer cake actually you boy. was in my youth. That's good coffee. And in my young adulthood. It's merely a delivery system for <laughs> frosting, so. Just, and herein we differ. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, and also my tastes have changed. I am okay. no longer a slave to the frosting. <laughs> Although a nice cream cheese frosting on a carrot cake is excellent. But a coffee cake needs no frosting whatsoever. And a bun cake needs no frosting. A bun cake also needs no frosting. But I'm not as, I'm not as enamored of the bun cake as I am the coffee cake and the carrot cake. And the carrot cake without frosting is perfectly fine too. But oftentimes it does come with that, whatever is it, a cream cheese frosting? What yeah, is some kind it's, of a, it's a cream cheese frosting. Yeah. And I will not avoid the cream cheese frosting. I will enjoy it. I will relish it, even though it is not the highlight of the cake, in the way that the chocolate frosting was the highlight of the layer cakes in my earlier life. Thank you very much. Here endeth <laughs> the cake... The digression. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
digressions of cake. Yes, the cake digress, the annual cake digression, part of the whole Thanksgiving observance here in the Davy Schulstead uh, residence. Well, we had a wonderful time down in Tacoma, and then we came home, and Alice came to visit us, which right. was wonderful. Yeah, Alice and Jake, my two kids, were with their mom and their mom's mom for Thanksgiving, which was, I guess, a wonderful, blessed event, and good on them for that. And uh, we had hoped that Alice might, you know, on her way from Everett back to where she's living in Tacoma, that she might stop here, and so she did, and she spent the night, and we hung out and watched movies, and laughed and cried and became a part of everything, <laughs> you know, became one with the universe and, uh, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. It's a delight to have Alice around because she is like a, she's like a battery. She's, she's very much an enlivening presence in our lives, which is good. Don't you think? I do think. Yes. On our way down to Tacoma, I introduced Bill to a podcast that I have mentioned before on our show. Have you? Um, that is called This Movie Changed Me. And Bill and I had talked about this podcast before, but he had never heard it. Because I was pretty enamored of the podcast right away. The idea of talking about movies is, is something that I thought that I would really enjoy listening to. Because movies always do change me. And uh, and so when we had talked about it on the show before, we were talking about my dinner with Andre and how much that had changed us. But I was listening to a bunch of them this last week on the way to work. And then, of course, I played some for Bill on the way down to Tacoma. And... It's so interesting to hear other people's observations of a movie that you have seen or maybe have not seen. Um, I really enjoyed hearing uh, the point of view of a couple of people who were talking, one about Ordinary People, which is a movie that had always been quite powerful in my life. I don't think it changed me, but I could certainly see why it changed this person's um, life. And I also really enjoyed listening to Naomi, you always have to give me a Shib Nye. Shib Nye, um, a poet, speak about the movie Boyhood, which was a very powerful movie also, which did not change me, but I really could see why it would to somebody. But it was just a real joy to listen to that with you and, and get your opinions on that. And it kind of led us to different um, viewings ourselves. One of the ones that, uh, one of the movies that we watched was The Joy Luck Club, which you had never seen. Yeah, it's true. And that was prompted by listening to someone talking about that movie. It's a good podcast. It's little 30-minute episodes, 25-minute episodes. And... Uh... Very, very nice little capsule. And uh, inspires you to either rewatch a movie and, from a different angle or to see a movie that you've never seen before. And it's nice because it's, uh, it, it's, it's about being uplifted. It's not about being downtrodden or... It's not a bad news program. 
It's a good news program. So. Well, it's from On Being Studios, so, and On Being is definitely an inspirational program. Yeah, definitely. They're doing good work in the world. But it led us to not only watch, rewatch, or for you, rewatch, for me to watch The Joy Luck Club, which was an amazing movie, but we had also listened to an episode about the movie Say Anything, which was uh, the person that was being interviewed was named Hadley Freeman. Um, not somebody I know, but you don't really need to know the guest. It's the interaction, it's the conversation about the movie, and they, and they intersperse audio clips from the movie uh, to illustrate points or to you know, illuminate uh, and fill out ideas that are being talked about in the interview. So it's really well put together program. And some of the points that they were making about the movie Say Anything, which is from 1988 and was written and directed by Cameron Crowe, which I didn't, I didn't recall that it was a Cameron Crowe movie, or I probably would have watched it earlier because I'd never seen it. But it's got the famous scene of John Cusack standing with the boom box, you know, below the window of his, of his the love interest's uh, window. And it was kind of like a, an iconic image of 80s, you know, youth, uh, kind of dramedies, you know, of that era. But it's very much unlike a lot of the youthful dramedies of that era because of certain aspects. Those being eliminated in the interview were the fact that the main character was not a classic uh, teenager. He was actually a good guy uh, and not prone to all the dumb mistakes that his friends were making. Uh, and also that this character had friends that were women. I mean, just close friends without, without any romantic interest or any kind of sexual undercurrent being there or, or secret crushes going on. He just had friends. His, some of his best friends were, were women. And these were unusual in those kinds of movies. So it did not have a lot of the standard tropes of uh, kind of young person dramedies of that time. I don't think. And that was one of the points that was being made in the interview, which led us to watch the movie, which was a movie that I had never seen all the way through. I had seen clips from it, as everybody probably has, because it is uh, iconic of a certain type of movie from that time. But I'd never watched it all the way through, and I found it... I could see why, 30 years later, this woman that was being interviewed in the podcast still saw it as a uh, kind of an iconic movie because of the ways it was different from a lot of movies that came out around that time. A lot of the Jonathan Demme movies and, and things like that, the Sixteen Candles and the and the uh, the Breakfast Club and you know those kind of movies that were that were kind Is of. Is that John Hughes? I thought it was John Hughes. Well, okay. Yeah. So it was a good. It's a good podcast, and it was good to be led into these movies again. Yeah. It was interesting that it was filmed in Seattle, too, which I did not remember. Yeah. Uh, I watched it when it first came out, but I did not know it was Cameron Crowe yeah. until we were watching. I was going, oh, my gosh, this was written and directed by directed Cameron Crowe. Crow? Wow. wow. It was an early Cameron Crowe joint. So it was very good. We enjoyed it very much. Well, and I always think that movies are such a delivery system of story, which is what we are all about. Right. They're like and song. They're like songs, in, in that they attach themselves to a certain 
portion of your life or a moment in your life. And so, you, you know, seeing a, a film again that you haven't seen in 20 or 30 years takes you back. Yeah. In the way that hearing a, hearing a song that was important to you at a particular time of your life takes you back to that time. But then there's also layers of, of uh, resonance that get added on because of the passage of time since your original exposure to it. So it's a very nice kind of thing and a good thing to be doing on a holiday weekend where the day is kind of ill-defined and you're, you're feeling like you're not exactly sure what's supposed to be happening on this day because it's like an extra day. An extra day that's, that's not, it's not plotted out. It doesn't have a, a skeleton to it that you're just kind of following along. It doesn't have an outline. Unless you're... Part of the, the crowd that goes out shopping. <laughs> right, unless you're doing the, the Black Friday thing. But it's lovely. It's the weekend now. Yeah, now it's the weekend. It's like you get a weekend and then you get a weekend. <laughs> so it was a long, a long weekend and we really needed a weekend to recover from the weekend. One of the people I was talking to at work before the weekend, before the Thanksgiving break, <laughs> he said that he loved this time the most of any time. And I think it's because it's the one time at the University of Washington where we get a stretch of four days where no one's going to be working. Right. The rest of the time, you know, we get these uh, at the university, we all get it off. And any other holiday at the university, we only get the day. We don't get a four day. So it's pretty nice. It's pretty luxurious. Yeah. I'm enjoying the luxury of it, even as we speak, Diane. But, you know, speaking of resonances and, you know, revisiting and, uh, you know, layers of resonance being added on since the original exposure, one of the uh, facets of the movie Say Anything is a song by Peter Gabriel. Which has always been meaningful. Yeah, it's a good song. It's one of Peter Gabriel's best, I think. And I didn't know... When you see the image of, of John Cusack standing there with holding the boombox over his head, you I, I had forgotten what song was playing on the boombox. But it's a good song, and it's woven into the movie in an effective way. So that leads us to our song for today. Doesn't it, Diane? It does, does and it especially because we're huge fans of Peter Gabriel anyway. We are huge fans. Although I'm, you know, we're moderately sized as people. <laughs> but as fans, we are, we are bigger.
So soon we'll burn. 